Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode is brought to you by the following patrons. Jay's Pack, Sex Caliber Bones A Lot, James, Madeline, Edward, Sunzi, Vixen, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us or just, you know, check out Temples in Japan with us, join the Facebook group where we will be checking out Temples in Japan daily. I am so sorry, Todd, for all of the gross sounds you'll have to edit out. Things I said on my sex tape. Oh. <laughs> Todd edited your sex tape? <laughs> Why did I edit your sex tape? He's going to edit. Just the audio. Just the audio. I'm into it. Dipsy added audios that are just moaning now, and I'm like, yes, Dipsy. It went all the way. Me eating a lox bagel. Oh, okay, no, no thanks. I don't I don't want to hear you eat ever, and yet I am forced to roughly three times a week. <laughs> because Mikey refuses to not eat while we record. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin on Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, Mikey, and specifically Mikey, for jokes that will come throughout this episode, made us watch Temple. Temple. The Temple. No, it's just temple. It's not the temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> that is more accurate of a title. <laughs> so, Mikey, why did you pick this movie? Well, I wanted to pick you a movie that would make you jump scare a few times. Swing and a miss. In the process, I discovered like four movies that are really scary that I really wanted to do. And I ended up talking to Paige about it. And I was like, well, we should save these for like, we should do all these together. Yeah, for another month. I don't know why you guys save nothing for the swim back. Did you learn nothing from Gattaca? No, some of them were (laughs) not streaming was the problem with some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And and others fit in with like a, a whole month of other things we would want to do yeah. that would go like really well theme. together yeah all right and you know uh, i this movie isn't great but it's like lesser known and I, I think i think it does some creepy aesthetics and i like a movie where like three people just do something they're not supposed to and immediately get murdered immediately and i like that i like i like the moral heavy-headedness of like everyone told you not to do this you did it anyway and also, I kind of like a nice little third wheel story with some complications. <laughs> this is a wild third wheel story. It's... And I also like the end reveal of Tyler Durden's son. Oh, okay. That makes no sense. The quote reveal that that kid is not actually there <laughs> is so not shocking because of course he's not there. Like, 
that is so obvious throughout the movie. Like, if he had turned out to be real, I would have been shocked. If it, had, if they had been like, <laughs> "Thanks for waiting out in the hallway, Hitoshi. Your next victim is like they were sending him on missions." That would have been a twist. <laughs> that would have been great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Mikey, to your point, this is very much just like dumb Americans being dumb abroad. The movie. Yeah. And that to me is very funny because like every time they do something so dumb. I'm like, oh, of course Americans would do this somewhere yeah. overseas. Yeah. Of course they would check out a weird quarry that's been condemned or whatever. And like, I learned just enough about these people to dislike them and dislike what they're doing. Oh, every one of them on some level, yes. It's, so, it's just like, I was like, get it, kids. Just like, get your creepy little kid ghost hands and dig into his face and just <laughs> and like... And the creepy little kid ghost teeths. Yeah. So I would say this about... I think his name is Chris. He twisted an ankle. Is he not even going to throw one punch? I mean, come on. Man that's, up. Okay. That's... Mikey, that's what I was going to say. Absolutely. I literally wrote down in my notes when that happened, oh, there's only like eight of those kids. If this was Mikey, he would definitely survive. I would be like Rorschach in that... T- I'd be like, you're trapped in this temple with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you would have started haymaker and probably using kids as weapons because yes. you could totally lift them and throw them. Yeah, yeah, like battering a kid with another kid. Yeah, like, Mikey, I believe you could have lived through this movie even with a sprained ankle. You both know that battling eight demon children is my, like, bucket list life goal. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's why you picked this movie. Here's what I needed. I need to reshoot that scene, but instead of like Chris, it's Mikey. And instead of like reacting like Chris does, he just like cocks his arms like Henry Cavill <laughs> in the impossible movie and starts just haymaker and children. I mean, I, that dude, one, when he's scared, he looks like Jared Leto, which also I hate. <laughs> he just crawls against the wall and he starts crying. And I was like, you deserve to be killed. I was like, you're a bitch. Fight for yourself. Yeah, he didn't even try and fight, which makes no sense. Because again, I think I could have gotten out of this situation all right well it's because if you notice all three of these people are, are like kind of shitty people and like don't even think their lives are worth fighting for all three of them just lay down and die <laughs> you when think they all are three confronted. of them are just like all right you know what it's not been a good go of it it's probably not going to get better go ahead and kill me that's what it seems like <laughs> I, I was, and like I, and the ending is kind of is like so abrupt like, oh my god the ending is nuts I feel like they had like 30 more minutes like 20 more minutes to film and they like ran out of money because it was like Same. oh we did all these creepy build up and then it was like we got 10 minutes just kill everybody there are things that they set up earlier in the film that I was like oh interesting that yeah. never pay off I know and then when it ends I was like what about everything else Whatever. Yeah, what I about guess. all the other stuff we set up? Yeah. And it's one of those things where I started to feel like this was a movie that was like made after the pitch stage, not the writing stage. Like somebody was like, okay, so what if it's this? Like the way that we yeah. talk about pitching fake movies, and yeah. then they just filmed that. <laughs> well, if you look at who wrote this movie, there's like a lot of names, and a lot of those names are also in the main cast of the movie. Uh-huh. So I'm not a hundred percent sure that this movie wasn't just them taking a vacation to Japan and like Let's just do something. Let's <laughs> like, just see if we can let's film, just film something while we're here, I guess. I thought about that too <laughs> because there are huge sections of the movie where two characters like we're going to take a walk and are just no longer on screen for like 20 minutes and I figured I was like they must either be behind the camera 
or they're leaving this one guy because he can speak Japanese. They know they have to get around and talk to other characters. So they just left us with the guy who can speak Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy had not directed. He was the cinematographer for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I honestly don't have any problem with like the cinematography. It's shot really well. The directing is also the acting and the acting is not great. Yeah. So like he does have the cinematography thing down though. Like yeah. a lot of his shots were cool and I was into it. It looks great for being not great of a movie, which yeah. is tough. It cut a mean trailer. Oh, I bet it oh, did. I bet it did. Which is how it got me to watch it. Here's yeah. the thing. Cause like early in the movie, there's a scene where she gives ungodly amounts of exposition directly to camera. And I was like, oh, this is bad. This is real bad. But then the rest of the movie continued and the cinematography was great. And I was like, okay, maybe this is just that one thing. And it's just a one weird part. And then they were like setting up new stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe this is good. And then it gets to act three and it all falls apart. Either they ran out of money or they clearly had not planned enough of what the payoff was. They hadn't decided. They were just like, insert spooky temple here. And then hadn't really gotten much further than that. Right. Yeah. And then we're just ad-libbing in the moment. like. <laughs> yeah, because we spend like 30 minutes in the woods. Yeah. And this movie's only 78 minutes long. <laughs> and I just feel like, you know, they have so many good elements. It's like a roller coaster where it's like, Click, 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 click. But instead of falling, you just kind of go straight. Yes, Mikey, <laughs> that's exactly true. And then when it should start actually falling, it's just credits. Yeah. You realize you're back at the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when that hand comes out and grabs him and some of the background scares yeah. i was like oh this is creepy like what's gonna happen yes they set up so much creepy stuff that never pays off there's a skeleton down below the temple when he gets pulled under i know but like you see sort of the creature like the shapeshifter lady is what it is right. i think it is but like you see it in shadow yeah you never see it you never see that creature or woman kill someone you see it once and it should have stayed in shadow <laughs> well yeah i mean so to me this movie felt very similar to like other movies that took place or originally took place in japan like you know the ring yeah, and those yeah. kind of movies it felt very much like it was going for that yep nothing they set up really paid off at all really in my mind yeah <laughs> i was sort of bored by this movie and honestly not scared like there were not many jump scares at all in fact i'll be honest with you and you're both gonna make fun of me for this the biggest jump scare for me was the lady at the vending machine because I wasn't expecting it. Oh, that was the biggest jump scare for me, too. Oh, okay. Especially because I was like a homeless person in Japan. <laughs> like, what? When I was there, they told us that homeless people hid from us for dishonor. And I was like, that makes me very sad. I didn't see any when I was there. But if that's the yeah. reason, that makes me very sad. I hope that they just don't have any. <laughs> no, 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 no. They definitely have them because <sighs> we, we specifically asked some of the people that we were with that live there because we were like, hey. Yeah. What's the deal? There's no way you have zero, right? <laughs> like, we don't believe that. And they're like, oh, no, they they hide. And I was like, oh, no, that's worse. That is very sad. Yeah. What I know about homeless people in Japan, I all learned from Yakuza video games <laughs> and like a dragon. <laughs> and that they go on to run a restaurant next to the, the soap and whatever. Yeah. That also becomes your hideout for half the game. Yeah. Yeah. Where you then dress up like a kiss rocker 
soccer dude to beat other people up as you recruit people for your gang. Yeah, no, I'm familiar. Yakuza slaps. Like, I love those games. Yeah, Jake is a big Yakuza, Yakuza fan. Yeah. Um, the thing that I was mad didn't pay off in this movie was early, early, early in the movie, they're interrogating him and they show him footage of the girl's boyfriend cheating on her while they're out at that club. And they're like, who is this woman? And he's like, who is she? That's a good question. And I was like, are we going to find out she led them there? Is she involved? And we never talk about no. her ever again. He's still just salty even after all these murders about that night. He's just salty. And I was just like, oh, oh, well, you got me excited for no reason. Because I'd have been like, it's not important. Everyone was murdered by ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he is kind of a dick. Yeah, he's a terrible dude, but he's also dead. So yeah, but I don't know who that lady is. That was just some rando chick Rizzy and that was at the club. Yeah, some some <laughs> rando. He's got uh, what's his face from Midsummer vibes. Oh, the the, yes. the bad boyfriend from Midsummer. Yeah, the bad boyfriend Christian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just it's a movie I watched and I thought did some things really interestingly, and then just does not stick the landing. I thought it attempted things. It, it interestingly. couldn't stick the landing. It just did, yeah. yeah, exactly. It just did not stick the landing. It's like it's like anti incantation which i feel like scared the shit out of yes. to this day yes. i am scared of that movie that was a way scarier version of this movie yes. they did, and they did a lot of stuff they they brought in a lot yes. of different horror elements and mixed it all together and i was like terrified well and i feel like incantation is a very similar story mm -hmm. and so the longer this went on the more i was like oh man like it was reminding me of incantation but then it never gets as scary it doesn't quite get to the level of scary imagery and it doesn't quite get to the story because oh, yeah. incantation, right. even though you could cut 20 minutes out of it, it has a very open shut, clean cut story that is ultimately terrifying. Yeah. And things are sort of explained in a somewhat satisfying way. Like mm. at the end of this movie, we don't know why that temple went evil. Like, yeah, we don't what really that know. Shape-shifting fox slash lady was like anything. Did the monk kill people? We don't know, Paige. They never answered that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I did see the picture of that second grade class and it looked like they had coming. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, although I did want to like this movie initially because Chris, the guy who's just tagging along the third wheel, went to Japan because he had a sad thing happen in his life. And his friend was like, hey, just come to Japan with us. It'll be great. And that is the exact same circumstance that I went to Japan under. Uh... My brother didn't die. That was that was a long time ago. But I was I had just come back from San Diego when um, that whole relationship ended. Right. Uh, oh, when you yeah. got cheated it on. Did you, did you yeah, third yeah, yeah. wheel that whole trip? I did. But like, I'll be honest with you. We were in separate rooms. Yeah. So it was way more difficult for me to capture a video of them having sex. But, <laughs> so, like, there were some really weird things that happened in this movie that I didn't care for. But like the original premise, I was like, this feels very familiar to me. <laughs> yes, except I would bet on your third wheel you were not absolutely trying to sleep with one of the other wheels. No. <laughs> It was my friends Lee and Whitney, and let's like we stayed in separate like places. Uh, we did stay in a Ryokin, I think, two nights when we were in Kyoto, and we all slept in a big uh, like a room like they were in in this one because they stay in a Ryokin in this one too. Yeah, but like they just wouldn't have fucked in front of me. Like I don't understand. I know. Yeah, I was so many things. There's two things bad happening in that moment. Did you ask them to? No, Mikey, I did not ask them to. The two things bad happening in that moment is that they're having sex in front of their friends. 
friend. Yeah. And then he also is filming without their consent. Like, none of those things are inherently bad as long as consent is involved, right? Right. But when we get to that scene, we will have a lot to talk about. I was so, like, grossed out by that. Yeah. Oh, and also, on my trip to Japan, we went to a temple celebration. Uh It was, like, having its, like, temple birthday, more or less. And it was 1,180 years old. Dang. And that was awesome. It was, like, the coolest thing we did because we got invited to go to it from, like, this this local family that they knew, that my friends knew. Uh So they invited us to come with us. And we got to, like, well, Whitney dressed up in, like, a... An OB and, like, the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. It was so much fun. So, like, my temple visit is way different than this temple visit. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Largely because I still have a face. Debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Rude! (laughs) I think the weirdest part for me is that the early sections of this, when they're in Tokyo, they're actually in Shibuya, which is where I was. I was like, I know that street. I was just there. So that was a little freaky. And then in the middle of this, my sister, who is currently in Japan, I dropped him off at the airport yesterday morning. So my friends Lee and Whitney are in Japan right now. They they literally left two days ago. Yeah. Mikey, had you seen this movie before? Yeah, like when it came out. So like six years ago-ish. Yeah, 2017 is when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't in theaters. Did you like video on demand it? I think I did. Oh, okay. Or saw it at like a festival or something like that. Yeah, something. I saw it somehow. I bet this cut a mean trailer. Oh, I bet so many people were disappointed based upon how mean that trailer (laughs) looked. I'm sure. There is some scary imagery, but none of it pays off. Like that made me like the movie more than I think every other horror lover would because it sets up the scary stuff and then never scares you. Well, they do some scary stuff, just not in the third act. Yeah, the homeless lady that was hiding yeah. uh, and then popped out, like that was the scariest moment of the movie. No, like Paige is talking about, like they have like this, the, they have like the monk guy. He He's like in the background of some scenes and that's pretty creepy. Yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. shadows and then like people grabbing at you. And then like when the third act comes to scare everyone, they forget all of those things and then you just leave them behind. Yeah. Exactly. Like the shots were like someone's holding a flashlight, they're facing it away from the camera and we see them haloed or sort of silhouetted, I should say, in their light, right? And then we see like the monk step out, right? And you see the monk behind them. That is creepy, but it's never scary because they never actually do anything. Or like when they're, they are hooking up and, and the kid, he like pans his camera to the person walking behind them and then yes. cracks the door open. That was pretty scary. Yeah. And then, and then they like get to the temple and it was like, murder them all. Yeah. After spending 30 minutes like getting there and like hanging out there, then all of a sudden it's murder them all. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't have spent the night there. Also, so she had a miscarriage, I assume, right? Uh, or an abortion. One of the two. It doesn't okay. clarify. Sure. So she just hadn't told her boyfriend? It sounds like that's what it was. I took it as she was pregnant. I don't think so because it sounds like it's something that was no longer an issue and the only person that knew about it was the friend. Yeah, I really hope it wasn't that she was pregnant because James's reaction to it would be bonkers if his girlfriend told him she was pregnant. You mean getting mad and stomping off? Yes. Well, honestly, okay, even if I was like super pissed at somebody... I would not take a flashlight and wander off into the fucking woods at night. Like, James deserved to die, and if he didn't die by the fox lady, he died from stupidity on the way back. I know you wouldn't. I I wouldn't. But, like, let's say you're an asshole. (laughs) Mikey, I am very petty, and I wouldn't do that. No, but, like, he he cheated on her, like, two nights ago. I wouldn't have gone on the hike in the first place. Paige, you're the only person that definitely would have survived this movie because your ass would still be in Tokyo. (laughs) Yeah. 
I'd, I'd still be in Tokyo. Or at, at worst, I'd be at the Ryukin like, hey, you got any more of that sake? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. I'm a chill with this Shiba Inu. <laughs> yeah, oh, that Shiba was so cute, man. When I was in Japan, I went to a Shiba Inu puppy cafe. Yes. And it was the most I've ever been in love. Anyway... Can we just all admit to ourselves right now that the lady who ran the restaurant hotel they stay at Mm -hmm. was definitely trying to smash Chris? Oh, yeah. He's got them pretty eyes. She was like, hey, you want some sake? Like, she was definitely trying to weasel her way in. (laughs) Good for her. I mean... Why even be in the tourist industry if you're not going to smash the tours every now and then? <laughs> Honestly, hey, she was just putting it out there, dangling dangling the bait. And yeah. he was like, oh, no, I'm going to talk to this kid. And she's like, what kid? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, he's talking to himself over there, but like still hot. Yeah, he's pretty hot. I thought he was the cuter of the two. Exactly. She's ignoring all the red flags. He's like, no, sorry, I have to record my friend having sex tonight. <laughs> creepy <laughs> i agree with, okay i had some <laughs> conflicting thoughts about close opposite sex friendships like that mm. and, and like the dude goes about it in a dicky way 100 percent. what dude are you saying james is a dick oh the boyfriend yeah james is the boyfriend yeah yeah because he's like just super jealous the whole time for no reason he is and he cheats on her in front of him and i was like what do you expect idiot like which is bonkers especially if you think he's into her yeah 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 it's crazy but like you know he's like i just understand female friendships like that i'm like well this this says a lot about who you are oh you (laughs) you mean like james is just like a toxic d-bag who's like a terrible person because i agree with that yeah but on the flip side that chick is very attractive. I would not trust any I, of her okay. like friends either. You know what I'm saying? The first time I saw Kate smile, I wrote in my notes, oh, Mikey's going to fucking love this movie. <laughs> because she has like a Julia Roberts size smile. Like oh, it is, yeah. It's a very pretty smile. Yeah. As someone who has an equal number of male, female, and in-between friends, uh, I, you know, it doesn't ring true to me, but I also feel like... I work in an industry that is male dominated and yeah. so it's just gonna happen. Both of the industries you work for, honestly, Paige. <laughs> are male dominated. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I, I'm in the reverse where I'm in a female dominated. So I have a ton of female friends. So I get it. Right. Also, but like to limit those sort of feelings, maybe you shouldn't invite him on your trip with you and your significant other yeah. to a different country. <laughs> I, well, I got the impression, and and the movie doesn't fully flesh this out. I got the impression that she was potentially utilizing him for some emotional and physical labor for her channel, and he often shoots her stuff. Yeah. And that's a huge part of why she brought him. And in a way, the boyfriend is the third wheel. Yeah. I mean, I definitely can see that lining of it, but I don't think that they are necessarily romantic at all. Chris and Kate. Oh, I think he definitely wants it to be. Oh, sure. But I don't think that they do anything that's like overt until maybe like she pulls his arm around. But like, I would be scared if that was Mikey and me, I might pull his arm around. You know sure. what I'm saying? No. <laughs> I don't think they've done it yet, but I do think she uses him for a level of emotional labor that oh. suggests she has more feelings than she might. Yes, Paige. Which I don't, they couldn't have been doing this on purpose, but there's so many subtle, unhealthy, like relationship dynamics at play, which I'm sure it was like in the script, but like they did a good job because I'm like, you definitely think he has feelings for her. Yes. You definitely yeah. think she exploits those feelings for labor. Or that she returns those feelings. Feelings, one of the two we sure. don't know yeah it, yeah we don't fully know because this movie ends 20 minutes before it should but it's still a little long <laughs> what i was hoping for was that like the 
spirits or like the would like exploit all of that and like yeah. get into it oh, and i man. thought that's what the movie was setting up of wouldn't like, that have been like a good movie like if a24 yeah. did this movie it, they did it was midsummer yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like and it, it ended up being like the spirits killing one of the like or like you know pick who you actually love and then like if you lo- like maybe she loved no one so it killed her yeah. the guys live or or she loved herself and she yeah. chose herself yeah. over yeah i mean it could have played on any of those themes and that would have been awesome and you could have took any any one of the players and had the spirits being like choose choose the per- and like yeah. yeah it could have been interesting <laughs> yeah i think ultimately what we're saying though is that it was not no but i think it is i think it's interesting to do some of those movies on the podcast of like look at all these great elements they set up and it doesn't just quite come together cuz we watch a lot of bad movies yeah i think we did today <laughs> i don't consider this like a terrible horror movie because when we watch some horror movies they're just like incredibly awful and like you know just bad and like someone obviously put thought into this movie and like i don't know where they dropped the ball or i guess the finances maybe but it is in- it's an interesting exercise to see them set up all these things and it just goes away at the end i i think it's either finances or scripting so i'll say this it's not the finances okay this movie didn't get a theatrical release mm-hmm. should i just do box office right now because we don't have let's theatrical do numbers so let me just tell you the budget was 3.4 million dollars oh wow. which, to shoot this the way they shot it is very doable yeah especially in japan where things are cheap as fuck i mean it <laughs> that's a lot yeah for this movie yeah I it's think. a lot of that's money a high for, budget for this movie so i don't think it's financial i do think it's his directorial debut it's probably more to do with that and the effects look good Good. The dude's prosthetics and stuff. Well, uh, there's some information about the special effects that I will share in fun facts. There's only two fun facts for this movie, and that's one of them. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. But, like, I, you know, it looks good. Uh, can I run to the restroom real quick? I'm so sorry. Yeah, sure. sure. Mikey keeps losing these potlucks, man. I know. Well, while Mikey's <laughs> gone, I'll just say I think it's uh, a scripting issue where I think okay. uh, somebody didn't quite do their story circles right and had all these great ideas to set up these really kind of ominous scares in the first two acts of the movie, but then didn't fully nail down exactly what the thing was in the temple. And then they were like, Oh no, we're two and a half acts into this film and we got to wrap this shit up. Yeah. And so then it becomes running through the woods and we don't know. And we never find out. So I don't think they we ever know. We never find out. Yeah. I don't think they ever know. I think at 20 more minutes, that would have put it at 98 minutes, which I think would have still been a, a tight. And I don't think you really need to cut that much from the earlier scenes. It no. really is that third act of everyone aimlessly running through the woods for 20 minutes that could be trimmed if you had more of a specific direction to it where it's like if you think about let's say deborah logan or even (sighs) the ring or something where at a certain point at that break between act two and act three they figure out what it is and then are trying to either escape it or change it and even if they don't at least we as the audience have some insight into what's going on. Incantation does this too, where at a certain point in Incantation, you get the flashback of what happened that fateful night, and then you understand why she's trying to go back and what that means. And this movie is missing that piece. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, because you don't understand why anyone's really doing anything, or at least on the evil side, right? Right. It's all just like, oh, it's because they're there, I guess. 
Which, fine, but tell me that, I guess. Like, it's just not, yeah. there's no substance to it, you know? Well, and it, it lays out a couple different things because we've got the monk who, should I wait till Mikey comes back? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to break this but, down in a very yes, interesting way. We should, but I do want to point out that while Mikey has been in the bathroom, he sent us a meme. Oh, great. Okay, hold up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe that should lend a clue as to what Mikey's doing in there. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, you, uh, while you were in the bathroom, sent us a meme, mm-hmm. which means you were definitely taking a sit. Taking a sit. Yeah, I, I had to poop. And out of respect for the people on my Zoom call two rooms away, I shut the door to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so we couldn't smell it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you not normally shut the door to your bathroom like when you're alone in your house? No. No, of course not. If you're alone in your house, all the doors are open. I live alone. Who am I hiding my bathroom from? Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Maybe I'm the weird one. I always close the door to the bathroom, even if I'm alone in the house. Uh. Todd, can I uh, present you with a a thought experiment about this that might make you leave your door open? So I started doing this when I lived alone, that I would leave the door open. Well, yeah, you don't want to do it when you're at home or whatever. Yeah. With your family. No, no, no. But like, yeah, when I'm at home alone, uh, because I didn't want someone to get into the house and I wouldn't hear it or see it until they were at the bathroom door. Okay. That's not what i did mm. well now i'm terrified <laughs> to ever take a deuce uh yeah here's my my thing is i i'll start shitting with no one home and then jake will come home and then i can't get to the door and i'm just like hello we're married welcome home that happens all the time that happened to me at a panera once nice what if the cat <laughs> needs to get to me and i'm the only one home cats are evil spirits i heard i honestly would would prefer to be wearing clothes if a cat wanted to be on me because they have claws and even when you're petting them they hurt you but emergency like if if the cat has an emergency and is like mom please help i found a bug and i ate it and whatever like i need that door open so the cat can get to me I'm a good cat parent. Can McCready talk? Sometimes, but only to me. <laughs> I'm terrified. Maybe we should just go through this movie scene by scene, though. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Wait, hold on. The toilet's making a thing. A noise. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I've got to fix this. I thought you fixed it. Mikey lost that potluck. Okay, so uh, we open on a movie that is only 78 minutes long, but is going to spend 14 of those minutes in credits. Uh, (laughs) Or running through a quarry at the end. Okay, so I have a theory of what the intention of this ending maybe could have been, that they either just couldn't quite bring it around or didn't quite have a fully fleshed out idea of it or couldn't film it or whatever. We know that the monk was there, but the monk claims to be innocent, right? And we know that the kids disappear, but no one really knows who does that. And we know what happens to our main characters, right? Right. And we know that the temple has a, let's call it a guardian, a, a, a changeling spirit, a shape, yeah. a shapeshifter, <laughs> yes, lister, big figure, you turn around and disappear spirit in front of this temple. My thinking was that maybe this temple, if any of you are familiar with the podcast Tannis. Yeah, I love Tannis. Right. So something kind of like that, almost like a Baba Yaga's hut kind of situation in the forest where it's the building itself that maybe appears different ways to different people. And that's very in line with what we see with Hitoshi and his eyes and other children missing eyes because that's never really explained that it like shows you things and alters your perception and so that the monk is innocent the kids are innocent 
these people are technically innocent. It is the evil spirit in the building that is the problem. And the movie is just not very clear on that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, any of that explanation would have been great. Right. Yeah. That'd be cool. Anyway, let's get into this movie. Yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's do it. So this movie uh, opens in the Tochigi Prefecture in Japan, present day. <laughs> and there's a search party in the woods. They're they're radioing each other. Uh, they find a whistle and a camera. I think this is the search party that finds the person that we will see through the rest of the movie in a wheelchair that will reveal at the end who it is. Um <laughs> Yeah, But one of the search party goes into the temple, sees blood on that booklet that we will see them with through the rest of the movie and screams because there's a snarl, almost like a creature in the temple. The fact that that never comes back. Nope. That somebody from the search party is potentially dead is crazy. It is Um, nuts. Yes. I mean, where it ends, there should be 20 more minutes where like. We find out where Chris ran and like that reveals yeah. more of the story because maybe that security lady was also there and they were talking to her and like maybe he attacked her. Yeah. Or like, maybe they you killed know. the creature or something like I was blown away by the end. It, it felt like the turning of the screw or whatever that movie was. When it just ended. Yeah. It like <laughs> just ended and you're like, what the fuck? Like it felt like that. I love turning of the screw because of that. <laughs> Anyway, we get into the credits and the credits are long, but it's because they're giving us information during the credits via like newspaper headlines. So it's like October 1968, six children are missing. No trace for three days. The search continues into the mountains. Then there's the monk found dead in the mountain temple. The police investigate the murder suspect. But as we're reading that information on screen, we find I think it's the sound editor or something. But somebody in the credits name is Edmund Butt. I missed that. <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't stop that. I was like, "You really gotta wait in between adding the title cards versus the people's names." Because then I was just like, "Dead monk." Wait, Edmund Butt. <laughs> but like, I'm a child. I'm. I'm sorry, Edmund. I actually got a wedding invitation um, from his fiance's parents. He's gonna marry Sarah Cheeks. It's the Butt Cheeks <laughs> wedding. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. They're holding it at Cheekwood here. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's actually where my friend Chris got married. Like Cheekwood's an actual place. It's beautiful. But it felt like it was funny to mm. me because Cheeks. Anyway, they're registered at Crate and Barrel. <laughs> anyway, so then there's one that just says, "If you find cursed temple, will you be?" Which I think means like if you find the temple will you also be cursed it's just a very weird syntax to do when if you're writing this you can make it say anything it honestly felt like when mikey did his impression of the script to the meg if yes. you go to temple will you be yes big shark go get uh, yes yeah then we end on a a shot of the statue of the shapeshifter with them titties out. Uh, and it has two heads. One's a fox, one's a lady. And I just have in my notes at this point, how is this only 78 minutes long and 50 of them are credits? Right. <laughs> them credits is long, yes. Uh, but we cut to what looks like some sort of hospital interview room 
and there's a professor walking around. And he's like, yes, I have seen the footage We're running out of time. Is everything ready? They wheel in a guy in a plastic chair with like a plastic tent around it. I've never seen what looks like a biohazard containment like chamber around a wheelchair. I was like, this movie is already doing the most. Like, I felt like the cold open was pretty creepy. Yeah. Like, I felt like this was pretty creepy. Like, yeah. why does he have that containment thing around him? Is he contagious? Like, what's going on? on and they never explain that is he the pope but has covid (laughs) (laughs) covid pope covid the 19th but how amazing would it have been if he just like flipped the plastic up and is just like i'm the pope and we got to go exercise demons and this is actually just the sequel to pope's exorcist just back to back one of them landed in japan we gotta go (laughs) we gotta go i would watch that I would watch that. Oh my God. Can you imagine his ridiculous fake Italian accent ass wandering uh, through Japan? I mean, I don't know. All I know is that he would dr- have driven there on his Vespa. Like, on his really? Vespa now. He's just like, ah, <laughs> Japan. How did he get to Japan on a Vespa? <laughs> he just drives out of the ocean on a Vespa and he's just like, with God, anything yeah. is impossible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus can walk on water. This dude can drive on water for sure. I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me and my Vespa. Because he, he does all of his uh, Catholic Vespa mints. Oh, <laughs> man. Bridges is the work of the devil. Uh, <laughs> this sidetrack would have been way better in last week's episode. <laughs> Too bad. Anyway, we cut back to this movie where uh, the professor has an interpreter and they're like, we don't even know if he can speak. He is, this dude in the wheelchair is fucked up. But they're asked, they're like, hey, you know, can you tell me your name? Do you understand me? And he's like, yes, I understand. And they're like, we think he's American. It's hard to tell. I called that this was Chris me too. very early on. And that yep. the fact that they needed a translator was a mislead. Yeah. Like, you can sort of see through the plastic containment that the guy has long, dark hair. Longer hair, yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, that's that's Chris. I mean, it's either Chris or some character we haven't met, you know? Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is that. If the other guy was alive, he's the least likely to survive. Like, if you're right. mapping out the horror movie structure, he dies first, no matter what. Yes. So if they had him live, I was like, this. then this goes way off the rails. Right. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, where am I? Am, am, is this a hospital? And they're like, well, it's like a hospital. And we never <laughs> find out exactly what this is, by the way. Um, well, I think we'll probably find out in the sequel that I'm sure they're definitely gonna get. Sure, sure, sure. But they play the video and they're like, who is, you know, who is Kate? Like, how do you, you know, how do you know her? How did you get here? And he's like, where did you get that video? And we know they got it from the camera that they found in the woods. Yes. But her video was my first clue that this might not be a good movie because her like section is so exposition heavy and it's supposed to be like, I'm a vlogger and this, but it's more so even than you would tell a vlog. Yeah. Like it is literally laying out everything for us, the audience, in a way that is not subtle at all. I literally wrote in my notes, who is this for? Like, yeah, it's definitely for us as a movie watching audience. Right. But it's not for anyone that lives in that world that she we're supposed to believe she lives in. Like this took me out of the movie super early on. I was like, oh, I don't even know what's yeah. like, what What are we doing here, guys? Is this a 48 hour film festival? Like we got to Is Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this this is where we find out that 
Chris's brother died in an accident, so he's going to Japan with them. And they flew together. So, like, yes, boyfriend flew separately. They flew together. Which is weird, right? Like, why would that be the case? Unless maybe they live separately, like, in separate cities. Like, they're a long-distance relationship or something. I think they do, but I don't fully know. Because he's flying from San Francisco, so... right. I'm not sure why, but I think it's just one more place that the movie links her and Chris because like he's truly her travel companion. Yeah. In a way, the boyfriend is the third wheel here. Yeah, I think so. He feels it. And I think the boyfriend sort of feels it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mikey, because he like is, I think, overly a dick to Chris. Yeah. And honestly, his girlfriend, too, about the whole situation. Yeah. But we cut to Tokyo five days earlier. So now we've caught up with them based on what she said in that tape. They've landed in Tokyo. They're in a taxi and they're talking. And she's like, well, I'm glad you came. And this is where we find out that he and the boyfriend haven't met before. That he's her best friend and best friend since childhood. It kind of sets up. Well, it, it says that, Paige. Yeah, and has not met the boyfriend. Which led me to believe it's a long-distance relationship. Like, um, Kate and James, like, got together at college. They graduated. James got a job somewhere. Right. And Kate moved home or whatever. And they're just waiting to, like, have her come or whatever. Well, she's finishing her thesis or whatever on religious studies. so. So she's still in school. She's still in school. Okay. Wherever that is. Yeah. Yeah. But it is weird that, like, how did she meet James in a world where Kate and Chris were not, like... Constantly around. Yeah. They were friends. Like, how did they... Yeah, how did her and James start dating under those... I don't know. I don't know. It's weird that he wouldn't know Chris is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they know about each other, just don't know each other. But we cut to the hotel and we finally meet James, her boyfriend, who I would say is the antithesis of Chris. He's the opposite type, if we want to think about, you know, typified roles in, in films yeah. where he's very put together, kind of bougie, clearly coded as rich. Right. James is. Yes. James is. Yeah. Chris is the opposite. Chris is coded as a nerd where he speaks Japanese. He's got kind of the unkempt hair in the camera, although he is too cute to be the actual nerd in the film. I thought he was more attractive than James. Yeah. I didn't get nerd vibes from uh, him. I got sort of like. You know, emo, sad sort of vibes, but sure. not nerd vibes because he is too cute, too handsome. Yes. Like to be a quintessential nerd, you know? Right. He's not even wearing glasses, Paige. How can he be a nerd? Not wearing glasses. <laughs> okay, okay. But if you look at this film, like the prequel to the film Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Where this kid escapes Japan. Becomes the Nightcrawler. And grows up to be Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh-huh. From that movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Has reconstructive surgery escapes Japan. That's why he looks different. Yeah. Goes back and, be- and becomes a photojournalist, you know? Yeah. I think it checks out. I think that checks out. Nightcrawler is a great movie. I would have preferred that movie if it was Nightcrawler from X-Men 2. Just the same movie. Yes, shot for shot the yes. same. But he is just <laughs> yes. dressed as Nightcrawler the whole time. Like the whole Correct. get up. Absolutely. Page sold. <laughs> There you go. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. But but yeah, they're very much trying to code him as the nerd in this movie. Yes. And he, he is too attractive for it to fully work. Because the second we see him, we're just like, 
oh, they definitely probably fucked in the yes. past, right? Do you think they did? Question. Yes. Do you think they fucked? I think maybe they did one summer. <sighs> well, I mean, I have female friends that I have no interest in having sex with, and they don't sure. have any interest in having sex with me. Like, I think that that's healthy. Like, you should be able to have. Have you ever flown to Japan alone with them? <laughs> I've flown to Japan with a couple before, yes. Sure, that's not what happened in this movie, though. Would you ever, if you were out with a group and their partner was there and it was cold, would you give them their your jacket or would you wait for their partner to do that? This happened at a first watch about two months ago with Lee and Whitney, the friends I went to with uh, to Japan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it was cold. Whitney was cold. Lee didn't have a hoodie and I did. And I was like, hey, do you want to wear my hoodie? And she was like, yes, please. You know? Okay, that's different. Okay. First off, we know you fucked her. No, 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 no. I love Whitney, but it's not like that at all. No, no, I'm kidding. But like, there's the thing. This relationship, this kid was obviously ugly as fuck when he was a kid. Oh, yeah, probably. (laughs) He's a real ugly duckling is what you're saying. Into the swan. He got in close. He never thought he had a shot. She was like very nice to him. Let him do all the video stuff. This man had a glow up. Absolutely. Probably around 19. Yeah. He's about 24 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I think they definitely had a couple of drinks one night and crossed some sort of line. I definitely think it happened. I think it happened too. Like, If not physical, they're having an emotional affair. I think that that part is pretty clear in the movie. Yes, agreed. 100%. Yeah, that there's an emotional affair going on. Yeah. So as for the jacket thing, we know they both have the jackets and he's the one who does it. Yeah. And like that, that is not great. That is fair. But her boyfriend also isn't around at that moment. I don't know. Like he's only a few steps ahead. Like it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it is different than the situation I laid out. I will agree with that. But like, I don't don't know if that would bother me if like I was James in that situation just because like she's cold and I wasn't around or whatever. Like that wouldn't bother me really that much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if when she got to me and she was like, Hey, can I wear your jacket? I would definitely give her my jacket, you know, but like, I don't know. I, that, that kind of stuff I'm not super jealous about. I would steal this girlfriend so fast. It would be, yeah. <laughs> you mean you would, you would steal James's girlfriend. You would steal Kate in this movie. Yes. Yeah. I think it would be easy, honestly, because James is sort of an asshole to her. As soon as I had that film, I would have been like, click, send, done. Done. But the thing that I don't get, yeah, like get like a fake email account or whatever. You don't even need to do it. You're her friend. That's true. This is the first night you've gone out with this dude and he's making out with other girls. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, your boyfriend's a dick. Here's the evidence. Who do you, who do you trust? Me, your friend for years or that guy? Yeah. So like the movie handles it like... He got video of him and his girlfriend kissing, like James and Kate kissing. But that's clearly not what happens, right? Because he's just like getting video of it and like never uses it. And that I, I couldn't figure out. Well, we got to get to it. We got to get to it. No, no, no. I, yeah. I, it's one of the things they set up. Like I would have, especially between the first time I met this guy, I would have showed her immediately. I would have been like, here, you need to deal with this. And you would have yeah. been like, here's a dick you can cry on. Yeah, yeah. Mikey, I understand the game plan. I, I think maybe he didn't get a chance to. It's time for our lost in translation moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're Bill Murray in this in this analogy. Yep. Yeah. I'm not scarred, Joe. Nope. <laughs> nope. But that age gap is probably the same. <laughs> uh, but so they they go out to piss alley yeah. so we we get some cool tokyo street stuff like just you know video of them are in and around tokyo they go to a 7-eleven i was like this is very accurate to my tokyo experience <laughs> this first 15 minutes of this movie or whatever but we cut to her and her boyfriend talking 
and we're cutting back and forth between them talking this out and them kind of out that night but uh her boyfriend is like he's not what i thought and she's like so you don't like him he's like no i like him i just can't believe you never tried anything but this is the boyfriend being like he's too hot to be your friend yeah <laughs> basically he's yep. like oh shit i don't realize your best friend was like super hot um fuck um, right okay right. what's that about yeah that changes how i feel about sort of everything now <laughs> which i understand is an initial gut reaction like i would probably feel that way too i'd be like fuck of course he's hot okay well <laughs> i'm gonna ride this out for the next two or three weeks probably and then when she breaks up i'm just gonna it's fine i get it i didn't realize that your friend had like <laughs> sad boy vibes but with light eyes like ooh, <laughs> yes. uh-huh. yeah i'd have been like oh man i'm fucked here yeah uh, Oh. oh shit he's got abs Fuck me okay okay. Damn it Yeah if we went out to a bar him and I would video ourselves making out You know what I'm saying <laughs> so Anyway so they get on the train Yeah right to go to Oyama, which is their their next stop, where they all have to stay together in, in a Ryokin. But we cut kind of back and forth to the not hospital um, so that we know that this is basically him describing this in an interview or yeah. whatever. But they're all in that one room and they're like, well, it's just for one night. <laughs> So they go out for a little bit because this is where they get to that store where they find the book. Yes. It's almost just like sightseeing around. Yeah. And up to this point, this is like exactly my experience in Japan. Yes. Because same. Like we yeah. stayed separately in separate and separate hotel rooms, you know. But for the Ryokin, we stayed in the same room for one night only. Right. One night only. Huh. Yeah. Mm. And Kyoto was amazing. We we went to just go see temples and stuff in Kyoto. It was awesome. Yeah. And so they find this book. And Chris can read it because he speaks Japanese. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I think we could find this place. And then they go to buy the book. And the shop owner is like, where did you get this? This is not a good book. This is not for sale. Leave. I'm closed. And they're like, did you insult her? And he's like, no, I, I don't really know what happened, but we'll find it online. But no, you won't. You idiot. That James says we'll find it online. Right. And I was like, oh, James is like real dumb. If he thinks he can find someone's personal handwritten journal online james is real dumb okay but also i would not go back for this like i don't give a shit about this book yeah this is how i know chris is like super indicate yes because he goes back like because he goes back for it there's no way they haven't smashed and he is trying to be like hey don't you want to smash again i can get us to that temple or or they got very close to smashing i wonder if the abortion was his kid I don't know. She says James's kid. Does she say that? I I must have missed that part. Okay. She does. She says his baby. Yeah. Oh, she says his baby. So it, it couldn't be Chris. It could be James. Yeah, that's what I mean. But when James walks up, he says, who are you talking about? And she says, we weren't talking about you. Well, I think that's just because she didn't want to tell him. True. I, I think she was just lying. But like, we never hear the confirmation when they go off to talk alone. Yeah. I think you're right, Paige. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be James's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so later that night, she is not going to go out with them because she has jet lag. She's going to sleep. So they go out to like a disco thing, just the two of them. Chris is talking to some girl. Uh, and then he it sh- kind of strikes out and he looks up and James is dancing and making out with another girl. Yes. I'll say this. The most unrealistic part of this whole movie, I think, is when Chris strikes out in the bar. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I know. I can see what Chris looks like. No. 
There's no way he doesn't pull no. anyone <laughs> he wants to in this yeah, bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is ridiculous. But I honestly, Paige, I clocked James and the girl making out. I was like, surely that's his girlfriend, yep. although they look differently. No, it's, no. it's the girlfriend stayed home. She's not out with them. She didn't feel good that night or whatever. I know, but like when I saw them kissing, I just didn't even clock it because I was like, surely that's not what's happening right now. No, that is what's that is what's happening. They're yeah. cheating. And, and that's why he gets a picture of it. I know. Well, he gets full-ass video, Paige. But we cut to the hospital, not hospital, where they're like, who is this woman? And he's like, that's a good question. We never come back to this. Well, I mean, and that was just some rando lady that he was making out with. Like, she yeah. truly isn't important to the story. No. I definitely understand why if she appeared in this video, people might want to know who she is for, like, sure. police reasons or whatever. But, like, she's not involved at all. Right. You know? No, but the way that he says that's a good question, it sounds almost like the Wicker Man where they're like, sourcing and bringing men back you know or whatever sure. like she was like she's a part of the plot something or whatever yeah but she's firmly right. not yeah. but she's not he leaves he just kind of leaves him out to i guess cheat on her more without him there to see it i guess i honestly would go back immediately and be like hey yo <laughs> yeah hey sorry about this did you know your boyfriend just is comfortable cheating on you internationally while on a trip with you like that's a bad dude you should break up yeah while on a trip with you and then expects him to keep the secret which is bonkers it's insane when they get back the next morning he he talks to chris as if he's like it's our secret bros right like it's wild it's so dumb you would definitely tell your childhood best friend absolutely when her boyfriend who you just met yes was making out with somebody else and just a coincidence she's smoking hot smoking hot or not let me tell you some shit if i'm meeting your significant other for the first time but i've known you for a long time i have no loyalty to exactly. your significant other you at all yes and they cheat on you oh my god yeah you've been my friend for a long time you're my priority if they try some shit i'm gonna tell you exactly immediately they cannot trust me to keep a secret from you that's not yes. how this relationship works you're gonna have to earn my trust and if i just met you Nah, you're expendable. <laughs> exactly. His ass would have been back on a plane back home or yeah. getting his own accommodations. Like, Instantly. And then that becomes a let me dick you through your grief vacation <laughs> for Chris and Kate. For sure. Yeah. Any reasonable person would have probably left the bar when they saw him cheating, went back to the room where she is and been like, hey. I recorded this. Or texted her. Yeah. Text her the video. Yeah, yeah, text her the video or wake up and show her and just be like, hey, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was like, I cannot believe he did this in front of me the first time we went out by ourselves. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like him. And uh, this is going to make this trip weird for me. Yeah. So sorry you have to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry you have to deal with this. You're my friend and I care about you. I wish this didn't happen. Yeah. Wink, wink. And it, she probably would have taken him back and then it would have been a really awkward next day. That's the danger with that is oh, like yeah. they fight for two hours and it's like he just made a mistake and you're like, oh, this trip's going to be terrible. Yeah. But Mikey, at that point, I leave. I become the person who's like going to remove myself from that situation. You know? Well, I, I had a thought as I was watching this. If I was in his shoes, what I might do as a first step is interrupt him with that person. And be like, hey, hey, do we need to go back? Like, you know, is the, are you drunk? Is this making a mistake? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Right. But if he's like, no, bro, get off me. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck, then, you're on your then own, Then I'm dude. like, you're oh, on your own. you're on your own. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let me just get you saying this on camera and I'm bouncing. <laughs> and I'm out. Yes. Yeah. 
Anyway, so he leaves, Chris leaves that disco and he finds the shop from earlier in the day that's open and the book is still on the counter. And he looks around. He's like, hey, is anybody here? Sumami Sen, like, excuse me. Uh, and the creepy kid shows up and he's like, hey, I can help you. Or Saita, I think. Saita, Saita is the kid's name. Yeah. And he's like, do you work here? And he's like, yeah, sometimes. Uh, I'm almost nine. And he's like, okay, I'd like to buy this book. We cut to him going to a bar with the book. So he has clearly purchased it. Yeah, we don't see that transaction. But I, I mean, I think it's right. not a jump in logic to think he paid that kid for it and they just left. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at the bar, the bartender's like, oh, I know that temple. It's in the mountains. My village was right below it. And then the other guy in the bar is like, hey, in English, that's an unlucky place. You should not go here. And he's like, well, I have a friend who wants to start, you know, and you know, look at temples. And this is the first one. He's like, this is not the start. This is the end. It'll make you sick. Do not go there. Yeah. There are many other temples in Japan. He's like, um... I'm a white guy, so I'm definitely going to do what I want to do right now and not listen to what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens. But I, I sort of saw this guy as like the harbinger, right? Like, right. The don't, you'll die. Yeah. It's bad. It's evil. Don't go. And of course, you ignore the harbinger or else you're not in a horror movie. So, of course, they go. Yeah. Well, and, and he not before he, he gets the bartender to tell him how to get to his village. Of course. Yeah. Um, but on the way back... He's walking past a vending machine, which they are everywhere. They're all over the streets. I was actually very excited to see this because I was like, oh, vending. I, I miss them. They were so fun. That is an actual thing, though, in Japan. They're like all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He goes to put some coins in and drops them as he reaches down to pick him up. It's revealed that what we thought was a like a pile of trash is actually a homeless woman yeah. who takes the coins and appears to have horns or had had horns or had had horns and they're now gone because they were cut off yeah yeah and no eyes yeah i thought she was the creepiest part of the movie and it was this jump scare that got me mm. yeah then he runs and immediately runs into a procession of monks with covered heads walking down the street right yeah. which this whole temple thing seems to have a like you cannot see like visibility component to it like some of the you know idols don't have faces yeah the, missing their eyes mm -hmm. you know yeah and so this this seems like maybe they're linked but we don't know they pass down the street he goes back to the ryokan or at least that's where he wakes up is in their room and he kind of like looks out the window and maybe there's a creature behind him yeah but then he he wakes up the next day. So it's like a dream. He wakes up and she's reading the book and she's like, how did you get this? And it's clearly he like, you know, did it to impress her, obviously. Yeah. But this is where James is like, I'm sorry I left you so early, but it looks like you had a great night out. Wink. Well, I think what he does, what James does is like, you're the one who hooked up last night, not me. Right. 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 That's what happened. Right. I've been like, no, here's some video evidence I took last night. Have a seat right over there. Yeah. Let me invite my friend in Chris Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he basically is like, oh, I found out how to get to that temple. So they get a taxi out to that village. Yeah. At the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. And they get to the village and it seems to be fairly empty. And people are literally like ducking and running from them in this yeah. village. No one wants to talk to them. He finally gets someone to talk to them. He's like, is there a place to sleep? And she's like, you could find one at the restaurant at the top of the hill. And he's like, okay, great. As they make their way up, they encounter a man with a bunch of oranges. And he's like, why have you come to my village? And he's like, well, we came to see the temple. And he's like, 
The temple called Hitoshi when he was a boy and it showed him things, but he came down the mountain holding his eyes. And Chris is like holding his eyes, question mark, and puts his hands over his eyes. Right. And then the guy puts two oranges in his hands and says, no, holding his eyes, basically implying like he had an eyeball in each hand. Yeah. Uh, not good. Exactly. Like that would that would be terrifying. And as someone who doesn't speak Japanese, I would have still understood what was being said there. Same. Based on just context alone, because he says, wait, holding his eyes. He says that in English when he's covering his eyes. Right. And then you see the Japanese man be like. No, shake his no. head no And then hold two oranges in his hands Like freaking eyeballs Yes, Like I would know what was being said there And be, I'd be like, you know what? We're gonna get back in a taxi and go back to Tokyo Fuck this place, yeah. I'm out Bye Right? In a heartbeat I would do that uh, But instead, they proceed up the hill Cause he says, oh I, don't, I didn't understand what he meant And it's like, mm. Anyway, as they pass him James says, mucho arigato Yeah but I mean, like, American, so that made sense to me. Yeah, I was just like, damn, he is the worst. <laughs> it's like combining two foreign languages that are in no way linked, yeah. right? Mucho is like Spanish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mucho arigato. Yeah. They get to the restaurant, and it's kind of later in the day, and the woman who owns the restaurant is like, I do have a room, come in. As they pass through, they pass an old man eating soup, and he has no eyes. Yeah. But. Do you think that man was the monk? I think it was Hitoshi. Uh, that definitely could be. I think Hitoshi went there to look for the other boys and came back holding his eyes. Okay. And has then continued to live in that village. Yeah. Uh, so Kate and James go for a walk because either they need to run the camera or they need to just focus on Chris who speaks Japanese. Right. <laughs> and he's reviewing the book when the owner of the restaurant comes in to bring blankets and is like, hey, it gets cold at night. Wink, wink. I've got some sake. Would you like some? Would you like to get drunk with me on this cold, cold, sweet night? She was trying to smash. She yes. like singled out Chris as the third wheel and was like, OK, yeah. how often is a third wheel this hot? Gonna be in my city Almost <laughs> never So I'm definitely gonna shoot my shot Even though I'm twice as old as him She was like he's not a third wheel He's a tripod <laughs> That was me All throughout Japan <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I was on dating ass at that time in my life because I had just been cheated on and I moved across the country. And it was it was months later yeah, yeah. that I was on dating apps and they went fucking nuts in Japan, guys. Oh, yeah, I believe it. It was uncomfortable. I honestly was blown away with the level of attractiveness of the women that were reaching out to me, like being proactively mm -hmm. reaching out to me. And I was like, oh, I have to I have to stay off of this because I am not going to move to Japan. I went on a cruise once. With my uh, my good buddy it was one of my best friends. I did it, you know, the one I uh, officiated his wedding. Okay, mm -hmm. and on the boat, it was all couples that were like incredibly unequal the whole time. <laughs> I, we were just walking around. I was like, "What is happening? It's crazy." It would look like Big Ed from like Ninety Day Fiance with like a hot blonde, and you're like, "Huh." He must be really nice, I guess. And you're like, good for them. I used to have a joke about Jake is so hot that people think I have special skills where they're like, damn, she must be double jointed or some shit. <laughs> or like, <laughs> do you think she has no gag reflex? Like, how do you think that works out? <laughs> I like, I like how Mikey and I just didn't want to touch the gag reflex joke uh, we could have made. We were just like, nope. Happy husband, happy... What's a word that rhymes with husband? Happy wife, happy life. 
Happy dude. Happy mood. Happy, happy mood. dude. Happy yeah, mood. We got yeah, there. we got there. Love it. Don't get married. That's what I learned from that rhyme. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they sit and drink sake and he's like, hey, can you tell me about the temple? And she says, well, there's nothing to tell. No one visited after the quarry closed. I was 17 that year. And then she stares into like the middle distance as if something is whispering to her. And then she just says, did you say something? I need to go make your bed and leaves. Yeah. Uh, leaving him alone with his camera and a dog, a Shiba Inu and the boy from earlier. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, this is where I live. And I'm like, impossible. <laughs> like <laughs> that taxi ride was so long. <laughs> well, because it's the exact same boy from the bookstore, we should say. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he says, I used to play at the temple when I was a kid. And I'm like, you're still a kid. What? And he says, would you like me to take you there? And he says, Sure. But the innkeeper kind of interrupts him and is like, hey, it's time for bed. And he's like, OK, bye. And he walks back down the hall past the man with no eyes and he stops and he says, good evening. Are you Hitoshi? And the man does not confirm whether he is or not, but he is missing his eyes. So one could assume. Right. And he says, oh, you speak English. And he says, yeah, it's been a long time. But he's, he's like, they say you're here to visit the temple. And he says, yeah, the man in the village said you lost your sight there. What happened? And this is where he says some children disappeared. They'd been playing in the mountain after dark and they didn't return. The search party discovered a man living at the temple, a wandering monk. They questioned him, but his answers were not believed. Then they killed the monk and the children were never found. Yeah. So every year we burn candles for their return. We cut to later that night night vision where he is videotaping them having sex yeah in the same room yeah let's talk about it i know we've been wanting to talk about this the entire time so i just assumed that this hotel was owned and operated by the lachets and they were in some <laughs> sort of you have to sleep in the same room as your current partner and their very attractive best friend my favorite part of shots like this on reality shows is when they use the subtitles to describe the noises. Yes. Yeah, slurp, slurp. Slurp, yep. slurp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. Here's what I will say. It's not okay to videotape people without their consent. I also couldn't tell if he was videotaping or just using the camera to watch in night vision. That's a good distinction. The red light on the front would indicate that it is... You think he was taping? I yeah. mean, I thought that was the night vision light. I thought that was the night vision light too. I wasn't 100% that he was recording. It's not good either way. There's no yeah. good version of this, you know? Yeah. Like, recording is the worst version, but it's still not great. But I also was just like, would you ever, in a room in that proximity, have sex with your partner when you know somebody is right there? Absolutely not. Yeah. Again. No, Tom. <laughs> Someone did this to me in college. This has definitely been done to me. <laughs> Paige, I'm so sorry we did this to you. I didn't realize that you were in the dorm too. <laughs> me and that person are have now, we are friends now, and they apologized profusely for it. Uh, there were there were substances involved. Of course, of course um, yeah. Just alcohol. But like I I just kind of turned over and pretended like it wasn't happening until it was over, and then I just left the room. Just like the women who are with Mikey. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like it's it's not great. Like that's that's a really uncomfortable position to put somebody in and it's unnecessary, especially when you could be like, hey, do you mind like just popping out for a bit? 
and and then come back you know like oh, no i'm sleepy yeah. do you guys mind popping out <laughs> yeah and when i was a third wheel in japan with lee and whitney yeah we only stayed together one night but if they had been like hey maybe you should go on a walk for like 90 minutes i'd be like cool, cool. i'm getting super into the spinners anyway i'll go walk around kyoto listen to the, yeah, the spinners yeah. it's fine text me when you're done right <laughs> you know like yeah i, I don't want to be there and they, i'm sure they wouldn't have wanted me filming it yeah i well and here's what's crazy is that like Kind of as he's filming them, he tracks a shadow through the walls. Yes. So he thinks that something's coming for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they're doing this. And yes. also they want to have sex in their movie. Yeah, I guess. So like even that little bit isn't super scary because it's just like someone comes to the door and opens it a little bit and then stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but he freaks out. Yeah, of course. And gets up, which interrupts them. And he's like, I'm sorry I woke you guys. There was somebody there, I promise. Um, bro, they weren't sleeping, okay? You know they weren't sleeping. Right. Well, and then James is like, did you enjoy the show? Which I was like, oh, bro, like this is a thing you just don't talk about ever again unless you want to be like, give me the tape. Like, you know, I mean, like nice, small dick, bro. Your dick is small. <laughs> hey, did that girl from the other night like that tiny dick? The camera adds 10 pounds, but it didn't help. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, the camera adds 10 pounds to your dick? Yeah. And it was still small. <laughs> I gotta get on camera more. <laughs> anyway, we cut to the next morning and they hike up to the temple with the kid. Which, like, okay, sorry. I'm I'm not done talking about the sexy thing. Um, okay, okay. So <laughs> I love that Paige still refers to it as the sexy thing. Like, <laughs> it's not great, but it is the sexy thing in the movie. The one sexy thing in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, as someone who has male friends... I feel like that would be extra weird if it was one of my male friends in the room. Like, it's bad enough yeah. to have sex with somebody else in the room. Extra bad to have sex with somebody that I have an established friendship with. Or if you're going to do it, she needs to be making eye contact with him. That's all I'm saying. I think she was. I think she yeah. did at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think she knew he was watching and like. Was into it. Yeah. I think that was part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like Thomas S. Pumpkins is part of it. <laughs> it's part of Wait, it. Wait, no, it's David S. Pumpkins. David Shit. S. Pumpkins. <laughs> Sorry. Damn it. Thomas is his brother. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. I apologize. The next morning, they hike up there with that kid. Um, And this is a long ass hike. It is a long ass hike. And for the duration of this long ass hike. Aggressively no one is even Looking at the child except for Chris Yes So it's like super clear Because I've seen 20 other movies That this movie is trying to be It's super clear that that kid is not there And only Chris can see that kid Right It doesn't talk to anybody else Nothing But they do stop to talk And get video of a spider For no reason uh, Oh awful. fucking terrible Well those are Those spiders are native to Japan I hate it It's Sure it's scary But like why are, are they in the movie? Like Freaky Okay But there's nothing in the story That is spider related Like No Spiders just be scary Spiders are scary Todd Okay They don't have enough regular scares In the movie They gotta add The, the spiders gotta carry some weight Sure. Spider okay. got to move weight. I mean, but that's my point. Okay. <laughs> Why do musicals have all the bullshit they have? I, I don't understand where your point is. My point is it's dumb. Why they gotta sing? Why can't they just say somebody what they're doing? What say you for? Yeah, what say you for? I honestly have no idea what Mikey is attempting to say. 
You, he's like, if if something doesn't, you're because you're like the spider doesn't need to be there. Why is it there? And Mikey's like, in musicals, the song doesn't need to be there. Why is it? That's exactly there? what I'm saying. So you just like spiders? <laughs> I don't have a problem with the spider here because I think spiders are scary. What is, what is a spider if not the songs of scary movies? You know what I'm saying? Are you having a stroke currently? <laughs> no. I honestly, I'm actually following this, and she, Paige is tracking this thought I'm process. I'm tracking so this well. conversation, and as someone who likes music. Musicals. I also did not have a problem with the spider in this movie. I was like, spider. If you're gonna make a musical, there's gonna be songs, and there's gonna be like, like random people carrying you off stage or whatever. <laughs> and if you're gonna make a scary movie, there's gonna be a spider. But in a 78 minute movie, if you feature something that's not narratively linked to your story, that's just straight up stupid ass filler. I agree the spider should have a credit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why spiders are striking over there. Yeah, they can hold eight signs at once. Hold <laughs> six because I got to walk. It's actually the WGA over there too. It's just the Web Guild Association. Yeah. It's for any any insect that uses a web. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like a good spider. I Spiders scare me, throw them in the movies. Yeah, spider, spiders be scary. That's like if I was like, this Indiana Jones movie was okay, but like he was really supposed to be getting the arc or whatever. I don't understand why like all those spiders came up or the snakes or whatever. Well, no, I guess my only point is this movie has, I don't know, 25 minutes of actual plot and the rest is just BS filler that we're having to watch that ultimately, honestly, isn't scary. Like I wasn't scared by this movie. I was bored. I was bored watching this movie. Yeah. You just described 95% of all horror movies that I watched. <laughs> well, here's my thing is like if, if we're trying to have the if we're trying to have the filler be scary, spider is a decent way to do that. Cause spider be scary. Okay. I need you to take this conversation, copy it. Whatever the listeners pick, which I'm not mad at you yet, but I know I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> Just paste it back in when we when we do that in two weeks or whatever. I don't know if you guys saw, but... Uh Logan in the Facebook group just did a post this morning about like, all right, everybody, it's dealer's choice. So we get whatever pick we want. And I don't want you guys fucking it up and picking something mainstream. We got to pick something that's like crazy. The movies he suggested were like Tremors 2 and like oh, I the love Scout's Tremors. Guide to the a Zombie Apocalypse. So it wasn't like tr- it wasn't like Terrifier or any shit like that. It was like actual like B-movie craziness. Anyway, back to this movie. They move up the hill and they're like, it's so quiet up here, but it's so cold. And this is where Chris gives her his jacket. Yeah. And James just completely kind of ignores her and they just keep moving. Um, But they get to uh, like a shack in the woods. All right. Todd, it's a a shack. Aren't you aroused? (laughs) Todd. (laughs) Speaking of fill her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this shack was way dirtier than the one I had sex in. Allegedly. And honestly, probably as historic, at least. (laughs) Yeah, probably. <laughs> How many of you all out there in podcast land have had sex in a shack that was built in the 1700s? Not me. Yeah. I did one time at Cade's Cove in Chattanooga. I had a similar experience with this guy where- You had sex in a shack with a guy in Chattanooga? So proud of you. So brave. No, no, no. No, no. Cade's Cove is Gatlinburg, and they have like the old timey like settler village or whatever, yeah, and yeah. I'm walking around, and uh, the board I was standing on broke, and my leg went down through the floor- 
Oh, you mean like what happens to Chris in this movie? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we haven't gotten to that point yet, but if all right. you want me to tell that story when we get to that scene, but like, no, tell it now. You're already telling it. I was going to say, did you smash your nuts on the floor when your leg went through? Like Deep Rising? I was like talking shit about settlers, of course, because I'm always running my mouth about fucking settlers and stuff. Or really just anything. Yeah, like, really. Yeah. Whatever I'm in front of the time. And that thing breaks. Half my body like goes down. My friend screams. I scream like, ah! <laughs> I jump up and we run off. We 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 left the settlers village and never going back. You know, like I shouldn't have talked shit. Well, because your bands now, right? Like they have your picture up on the the wall. What's a drawing? And they have one of his nuts just in case he ever comes back for it. Oh, I was just like, oh man. I was hoping they threw you in the old timey jail. No, bro. There was no like park ranges or anything. But it, it is legitimately like Blair Witch style. There's no one around. Just me and my buddy. And it, when something like that happens, it is the scariest thing to ever happen. Now, I didn't pass out like whatever this dude's doing here or whatever. <laughs> he hit his head. He hit his beautiful head. <laughs> his beautiful head. Yes. Well, sorry that his like little, uh, what is it? His like baby bump or whatever. It hasn't grown through. Or <laughs> You mean the soft spot? Yeah. <laughs> what? You mean like when a baby is born and their skull hasn't solidified hasn't completely yet? completely formed? Yeah. Well, touch his soft spot. He fell. Out. It was like two feet. And you telling me he fell? Come on, man. I mean, if you fall the right way, plus there's a skeleton down there. There was a skeleton down there. We got to get to that point. We're actually not to that point in the movie. Let's talk about it when we get there, though. Yeah, yeah. But it is like someone who's six feet tall drowning in four feet of water. Like, it's not deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So at the shack in the woods, the kid tells him they have to pray. So they pray and clap, which, of course, is probably the ghost tricking him into invoking that thing. Yeah. James goes away to pee. Then it burns because he cheated on him with some rando two nights ago. <laughs> That's the only joke I wrote. I'm sorry. It wasn't good. <laughs> but he walks so far away to pee. Like, he had sex in front of or with everyone that's there, right? Right. And he walks a mile away to pee. Like, go behind a tree. Everyone here has seen your dick, bro. Yeah. Like, nobody cares. He's ashamed of his bodily functions. Maybe he had to drop a deuce. Yeah. He yeah. lost a potluck, and now, you know, uh -huh. he's dropping a deuce. He lost it. Anyway, so he comes back and is like, hey, come look at this mine. And they're like, no, we got to see the temple, um, you know, but let's leave something on the path to Mark so we can get back to this mine. Right. Now, I feel like they would have gotten killed either way. If they had gone through the mines, they would have gotten killed there because they wouldn't have been able to get out uh, as long as they were there after dark. And then if they went to the temple, we obviously know what happened there because we get to the temple. Which has to be close because she runs there in like three minutes, it seems like. Yeah. So they have to be super close to the temple. Right. But um, they find the statue, the kitsune, and the little boy looks at the statue. But again, no one interacts with the little boy except for Chris. They do it in a way that's like, oh, he's definitely a ghost child, right? Because right. there's three of them looking at the, the statue. The kid's not with them. He's still in the shot, though. But there's a tree breaking the frame. Right. So he is literally in the frame by himself over there. And then they leave the frame after looking at the statue mm -hmm. and then the boy walks over and looks at it you're like uh he's looking at a statue of his mom like he's an evil ghost child like we know right that. right right that's why i was like man if it had revealed that he was real i'd have been like oh my god that's like a crazy twist. yeah yeah besides her wolf face would smash them titties though yeah oof they're like out and proud 
would not pass. <laughs> and you know what they say about people, humans with wolf faces? What? Love it doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That joke works on like eight levels. <laughs> it's it's the best joke I've ever It'd be worse if all she ever wanted to do was missionary. You'd be like, what? <laughs> Your snout's too big. <laughs> Your wet nose against my face. The worst part about having sex with a woman with the wolf's head is the panting. <laughs> I think it's a fox head, but still. <laughs> Foxy. Doom, 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 doom. Mikey just panted into the microphone. I watched him do it. And oddly enough, that's also the sound he makes when he's on top. Yeah. Because he's like losing his breath. He's trying to call, like cool his body down through his tongue. No, the sound the sound I make on top is. So you're you're headed home after this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough for two quesadillas, so. Yeah, I was going to say, the sound is just the microphone dinging in him being like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or. <gasps> That's probably more accurate. <laughs> the worst part about having sex, the two, <laughs> the two worst parts about having sex with someone with a wolf slash fox head <laughs> is one, when you run out of treats for when we're done. <laughs> I gotta go get more bacon strips. I got a lady coming over. And when you go out of town together, but you forget the little plastic bags when you <laughs> for clean. Well, she eats all the peanut butter, and then you don't have any for sandwiches. <laughs> you gotta put the condoms in a Kong so she can. <laughs> oh my god! That's why she and James are always going on walks. They go on long walks together through the woods. Really get to know each other. Well, yeah, she gets anxious. <laughs> she gets anxious. That's why he gave her the jacket. It's her thunder shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that explains their argument about the abortion when all he said was, sit <laughs> down. That's a dog whisperer joke for everybody out there. Caesar Milan, is that who it was? I watched a 30 minute YouTube video with Caesar watching the South Park episode that features Harry's caricature about him doing that to Cartman in the episode, and then he's critiquing it like it's an actual dog training episode. <laughs> that sounds like the most YouTube video I've ever <laughs> heard of. It's like nine different layers of meta, and yes, I still want to watch it. Like, yeah. yes, I would absolutely I, watch that. I watched the whole thing because it was so like, I was like, wow, this is like really meta. I was like, I don't even, wow. Okay. I'd like I'd like to critique you and your your YouTube watching habits, except that I definitely watched Jackson Galaxy play that game Prey and his reaction to or not not Prey. What's it? Uh, what's the one with the cat? Stray. Stray. <laughs> I I watched Jake play a couple minutes of it and then I couldn't anymore. I got too anxious about the cat. I actually I got that game for Natalie to play. She played it for like yeah. an hour and she was like, it's stressing me out. The kitty can't die. I yeah. hate it. I can't do it. Yes, it stressed me out so much. <laughs> Yeah. And especially because it looks like our kitty. I know. It's so cute. Anyway, how has the sex therapy with Caesar Milan been going for you and your wolf-headed girlfriend? <laughs> it's good because she's a sex therapy wolf-headed girlfriend. <laughs> sex therapy dog. Comfort wolfman. Yeah, yeah. It, except during the full moon. Yeah. I do think it is a fox, by the way. And everything I was reading, it was fox. But still, this is more fun. Yeah, it was fox. I remember them saying fox many times. It's yeah. the canine family, I think. I think a fox is a K-8, right? K-8? That, if you smoke that, you don't test positive for marijuana. 
<laughs> you can buy K8 at your local Spencer's. <laughs> this is the off the rails I've been lurching in the shadows for for this episode. <laughs> I do love that the three of us can come together and talk about a truly dog shit movie and still have like the most fun. Yeah. I I knew when I picked it we would have fun talking about. I thought it might scare you. Because it has like cheap jump scares, but I thought it would be interesting to talk about. I think you're right. I went full scary for my next pick, so. Sorry, Todd. The listeners like that. Yeah. Also, the worst part about having sex with the fox person (laughs) is Mikey's got a tag to his tag page. You ringing the the bell in your bedroom like before. So it's a Pavlov joke. It's a Pavlov joke. My brain, my brain went to fox hunting jokes, and I was just like, "Do you have to chase her around the house?" It's a Pavlov joke, Paige. Sorry that didn't ring a bell for you. Wow, Mikey, I, Mikey is on today. Like, if you aren't living on Mikey's level, you're missing like ninety percent of the jokes. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, freshman psychology jokes are like my thing right yeah, now. Mikey, I honestly think Kate was talking about your baby with those level of dad jokes you just displayed. <laughs> I don't know why you went all the way to a Pavlov joke and didn't talk about her salivating for your dick because that's what the bell does is makes the dog salivate oh i thought that that was what the insinuation was of the joke that's the end yeah i'm not crass page i set <laughs> up the insinuation i don't speak it upon the world uh, some say crass others say vanilla <laughs> <laughs> mikey does seem like he's got real vanilla vibes mikey looks like he would be like you on top gross gross <laughs> how'd you meet pet finder <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I had my settings to German sheep herd. <laughs> but honestly, I probably couldn't hook up with somebody who had a dog's head. Because of the teeth? <laughs> no, I couldn't have sex with a dog either, Mikey. So I guess Anubis is out. No, a person's body with a dog's head. Yeah, so I have a question for you. Okay. No, I would not have sex with a head with a dog's body. Same. <laughs> I, I saw it coming too, Mikey. I was like, mm. Oh, that actually wasn't my question. My question was, oh. that would just look like a pug. <laughs> <laughs> and I would not fuck a pug, baby. But Mm-mm. my question is, if it has a human body but a dog's head and you have sex with it, did you have sex with a dog? Or if it has a human head but a dog's body and you have sex with it, did you have sex with a human? Like, what? how do you classify good, it? Good question. Does the head signify who you're having sex with or not? If she has one baby, it's more human. If, if she, she has, has a whole litter, litter <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> Okay, you know what? That is not at all the answer I was expecting, but somehow it's definitely correct. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> for me, if the body is dog but the head is human, that's still dog. If the body is human but the head is dog, that's human. Well, okay. There's also an easy at-home test you can do. You take a stick and throw it, and if she runs after it... I think both of them would, though. <laughs> would they? I think so. I honestly don't know. I, okay, so like when cloning gets to this level, it's going to be a very scary thing, I think, morally, right? When you get like human hybrids. I mean, I don't even think if it's possible, but I am picturing one just being like, kill me <laughs> now. So. Yeah, I mean... We're basically describing the plot of the Doctor of Island Monroe. And so like Doctor <laughs> the, the Island, the of, island Doctor of Doctor Moreau. Moreau. The Doctor of Island Moreau, Mikey. That's definitely the correct name for it. Yeah. 
Let us let's let's get through this dog shit of a movie though. Let, let's power. Well, through. I mean, at least at least she's loyal. <laughs> I just wish she'd stop pissing on all my stuff to claim it as hers. That's my boyfriend. Is she pissing on my leg in this bar? <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah. Yeah. Does she squat or like lift her leg? Like how does that go down? I was picturing lifting the leg, but I guess it would be squat if it's a she, right? Yeah. Anything is possible. I love that we are not afraid to answer the questions people really have about this movie. Yeah, and the sexy collars that would go along with it. Oh, no, I can't. We've gone too far. I want to applaud us for being this brave. So brave. Where's your girlfriend live? She lives out back. We got her a special house. (laughs) Those plastic igloo ones. (laughs) Okay, I put some some hay in there. She'll be fine. Oh, why are there all these white human turds on your lawn? (laughs) That's the part. She doesn't poop outside. She comes inside to take a shit in the bathroom. (laughs) Sitting like a human? Yeah. I think it's more funny to picture a human crouching in your lawn, but like leg shaking the way dogs do, looking at you while they do it. Maintaining eye contact, Paige. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I just want for the record to know that I would not have sex with a genetic hybrid. I just, I thought about it and. I thought about it. I thought about it. Yeah. The amount, the amount you forced us to talk about this definitely indicates you definitely wouldn't for sure do that. Mikey. No, I wouldn't do it. Mikey. I know for sure if human like Fox hybrids were a thing, I would be like over at your house at like a dinner party and I would be like, what did your wife say? <laughs> well, because it'd be like Maid Marian from uh, okay, wait, wait, Robin wait, wait, Hood. Yeah. If yeah. it's more like Star Fox, where like they can talk oh and it has like a humanized face. I was today years old when I realized that Mikey would definitely fuck the the, the rabbit <laughs> from the first Space Jam movie. Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Every person in my generation would fuck Lola Bunny. And that you, <laughs> that, right. that is yes. a, that is God's honest truth. <laughs> Honestly, Mikey, when you said it, I was like, same. And like many women still dress up as sexy Lola Bunny for Halloween to this that day. That is true. And many should women do. continue to do so. Mikey, have you ever explored furryism? No, it's like I don't even let my dog on the couch because I don't. (laughs) 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 So (laughs) this is a funny aside, but for real, I don't really like animals. Don't send me any weird emails or DMs or anything like that, please. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have tentacles, reach out to Paige. Yeah. Yeah, send me your weird tentacle art and shit. Uh, or don't. Please don't. <laughs> you heard it here. Just cut that out and just upload it Upload it to the internet. Uh, anyway, uh, they go inside the temple. <laughs> <laughs> shit, we're still talking about this movie? Okay, okay. Yeah, James stays outside, but Chris goes inside to kind of take pictures. And the little boy comes up to Chris and says, my mother will wonder where I am. And he says, can you get back by yourself? And he says, yes, but remember, you should all be back before dark. So he leaves. But in the temple, there is someone behind Chris in the shadows. Yes, there is. Clearly. Yeah. But he takes some pictures. He comes outside. He finds a bell and rings it and kind of like takes it back inside the temple with him. They all kind of converge and they're like, oh, it's a bit of a letdown. So James decides to kind of leave 
to like wander around the woods kind of with them while Kate is looking at the piles of stones, which I think are graves for the children. If those are the graves for the children, I am livid at the police force in this area because it's so close to the temple and they think the monk killed them. Like clearly that's where the kids are. Well, I assume that they stacked the stones for the children when they couldn't find them. Okay. So this movie just aggressively doesn't explain or resolve anything. Yeah. I I was thinking that because of uh, Blair Witch Project, where they find Uh, the the rock piles. Yeah. I would totally buy that if out of respect, the people of the community did that when they realized the kids were there. But none of that is explained. Yeah. That's not explained. Uh, anyway, something moves in the forest. She freaks out and she's like, I want to go. Let's leave. And he's like, we'll come back tomorrow. And she's like, I don't want to come back tomorrow. No. I just want to get out of here before it's dark. Yeah. Which is the right call. Right. We cut to inside the temple where Chris is back kind of taking some footage and he sees something moving under the floorboard. So he looks down in there with his camera. Yeah. And Kate and Chris approach the temple to be like, hey, we got to go. And a rock falls off of one of the graves and something reaches out out of the crack in the floor in the temple and drags Chris through. They run inside and there's a skeleton next to them. that They just don't address or see or anything. Yeah, it's almost like they don't see it, which would be impossible because we can see it. Right. And like James gets over him and is looking down on where he fell and is like, can see everything in and around him, but mm-hmm. he doesn't. never brings it up. Chris never brings it up. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's insane. Anyway, at this point, they pull him out. They start a fire and they're like, we're just going to have to camp out here tonight and go down the hill in the morning. I would have put that motherfucker over my shoulder and been like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Same. Yeah. We're laid down a tarp or whatever we have in our backpack and we are dragging you back, but we are certainly not staying here. Right. Or just like. Hey, maybe you'll last the night, but me and Kate are leaving. (laughs) Right. We're going to get help right now, basically. That's what I would say. But really what I'm saying is that, you know, if you make it the night, help will be here in the morning to get you. But good luck. I've been like, I'm dragging my ass out of this forest. Same. I also feel like if they had just stayed near the fire for the night, maybe nothing would have happened. Maybe it's because they went into the temple, you mean, and like disturbed the temple itself? Maybe. I I don't know. And because James left and disturbed the statue or whatever. But it seemed like everything was fine as long as they were just chilling. Anyway. Yeah. Who knows? What fox lady was in heat, man. Foxed up. Uh (laughs) They start a fire and James is like, well, I'm going to go for a walk in the woods because he's an asshole and they conveniently need to get him out of the picture so they can have this conversation. That's right. Yeah, because she says, because I wrote it down. I never told him what about his baby. You're the only one who knows. What made you think of that right now? I don't know. The little grave markers. Yeah. So for me, that was the baby is dead somehow. And that's when James walks back up. Yeah. Yeah. So Paige, she doesn't say specifically that she had an abortion or a miscarriage. Right. But I I was assuming it was more like in the miscarriage lane, but I didn't see that she was still pregnant. That's not what I thought. I thought that like that the baby had died for some reason. No. Yeah. Not still pregnant. It's one of the two. I could see it as either miscarriage or I didn't want to have a baby. So I had an abortion and you're the only one who knows because you drove me there. Right. You know, like something like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. But like if that is the case, why tell James? I, yeah. I don't know why you would tell him. I went to the Wikipedia. It does say she had an abortion of his baby. Okay. Okay. Interesting, because that's not what we see. But I mean, that that could be. But we just don't ever get definitive information on anything. I feel like she mumbled some stuff, 
And it could have been like a wildly different scenarios based on what we missed in the mumble part. Maybe. I, I also feel like it's one of those things where I feel like they haven't been dating that long. Or at least the movie seems to imply that like they're they're dating. They've been dating for a while, but not a crazy long time. Yeah. So to me, it sounds terrible, but I'm like, that kind of makes sense in that you'd be like, yo, we were not ready for that, you know, or whatever. Right. But yeah, I yeah. I mean, the movie's just not really clear on it it's not anyway he walks up and is just like talking about what and she's like uh not not you but definitely you uh so they go inside the temple and argue and this is where she like quote tells him but we don't see any of that right we don't see any of that so we don't know but he's like i'm going back to the village i'll send somebody in the morning and she says i told him but we're gonna need more firewood so she goes to get firewood on her own (laughs) in the dark in the forest which is they immediately split up yeah it's the dumbest thing you can do but again they are americans traveling abroad so that's probably yes what would happen so the flashlight goes out while she's getting firewood so she comes back but also she hears somebody moving and growling in the woods james hears something and he's trying to like walk down the hill and keeps coming back to that same statue yeah but when she comes back with firewood, she's like, hey, the flash- flashlight died. I don't have a ton of wood, but this place isn't right. Let's go inside. Yeah. So they go inside the temple, which I'm like, he knows somebody pulled him through that hole. And like, I know why inside is no safer. I would never go back in there ever. Yeah. I might take a piece of wood that is on fire and burn that place down. Yeah. But I'm not going back in it. Yeah. It's rough. But so they're they like lay down in the temple and she's like playing with his hair and stuff which i don't know about y'all hair is a very intimate gesture it is an intimate i don't you we don't touch each other's hair unless yeah some shit's going down yeah unless half your body is fox in nature dog dog yeah you your hair (laughs) you have hair yeah yeah. What if she had the poofy tail as well? Oh, that's too far into the fairy thing. That kind of flips it. I'm not, not into it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they, they spoon, which again, for me is like, shit's happened with them before, right? Oh yeah, so Paige, yes, fully. They have definitely had sex at least three times, but- I think that's why they're comfortable breaking that like touch barrier, you know, like yeah. she snuggles up to him. She, they're both very scared. So like that in that moment feels normal or natural to me that they would do that because mm-hmm. they're probably scared and cold and they've already like been intimate with each other. Right. Right. I feel like you don't touch somebody's hair unless you've been intimate with them. And there's a lot of caressing going on in this scene. Right. Unless you're like at a restaurant and you're like, oh, you got some shit in your hair. Let me get that. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you would ask before doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You would. Yeah. To to touch someone's hair unprompted. It takes a level of intimacy that would suggest they are more than friends. Poor boundaries on your part. Meanwhile, out in the woods, uh, James keep passing that same statue. And he's like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then he looks back and it kind of disappears. Yeah. And instead, we have a weird two-headed monster that doesn't have great graphics. Nope. But he runs into the woods and she hears him from the temple. So she runs into the woods, too. And he tries to chase after her, but his leg is messed up. Yeah, he can't run. So he's now like stuck at the temple. Yeah, Chris is. Chris is. And he sees a monk watching the fire. So he tries to crawl back into the temple and shuts the door. Uh, meanwhile, James is in the woods, hurt, attacked by that creature. Yeah. Um, she runs off in the direction of that sound. Now, I should mention there's only 10 minutes left in the movie at this point, and I'm just like, what could they even possibly do? Oh, my God, Paige. 
the fact that there's only 10 minutes left and we get conservatively 45 minutes of her running through the tunnels. Mm-hmm. It's it's like insane. Like it's that crazy. part felt way longer than 10 minutes because it's so much. They're long tunnels. He said it in the beginning. Yeah, because she makes it to the mines and runs literally through the mines as she hears what sounds like somebody crying and just follows that noise. Yeah. So we cut back to the temple where Chris is trying to like keep whatever's outside from coming inside but what should orb up through the floor but a bunch of little kids with no eyes and creepy teeth and it's your worst nightmare because it looks like you're at a child's musical on stage (laughs) yeah they all kind of stand in order and then they attack him yeah which the circle around he just cries and holds his head in his hands and let them eat him yeah Yeah. pretty much i just so stupid well we find out that he is the faceless guy from the very beginning of the movie yeah so he technically doesn't die yeah but they like destroy his like face and i'm sure he's like they bite him yeah yeah he's all fucked up but like i don't think one of these kids would have been able to even bite mikey right like it would have just been a bunch of kids that are like knocked out on the floor in like 30 seconds from here right and then mikey limping out of the forest absolutely burnt that temple down hell yeah yeah but meanwhile, in the mind, she's being followed by something. We don't know what it is. I think it's the fox lady. We see the the weird hand, right? That's yeah, the ten- the hand, yeah, yeah. But she gets to a dead end and it's zombie James. So she runs. Well, and it's James with no eyes. Like she had already gotten James, right? Right. And there's like, she's trapped in this tunnel with Mm -hmm. the thing that hurt James. Right. Which I'm assuming is the fox lady, right? Yeah. And she hasn't paid attention to where she's gone in the tunnel. She just ran through it willy nilly. So then she can't get back out. And when she runs and she's like, oh, I can't get out. I was like, no, you clearly just took a wrong turn back track your way out of here like she just like lays down and is like oh i guess i'm fucked yeah like what yeah and we cut to the hospital where they're like christopher so now you know it's chris we already knew it was chris <laughs> they're like christopher as if it's this big reveal that it's chris we we have guessed it's yeah. chris yeah we know it's chris guys the kid's not here all along yeah well the, yeah it's it's chris and he's like, why is the little boy here? And they're like, what little boy? There's not a little boy. And then they're like, also, we know you killed James. And then we get a flashback to somebody killing James with a rock. It's him. Yep. And then they're like, it, well, and that's my question. Is it? Because the movie is not clear about what happened. But there is footage. And by footage, I mean it's footage of a foot. Yep. It's a video of a foot. It is foot. F-O-O-T-A-G-E. Yes, Paige. But it's like, <laughs> did they find his body? I'm sure they found James's body, yeah. Uh, they must have. Smashed with a rock, I presume. Right, but Chris is also fucked up, so, like, something happened to Chris? <laughs> yeah, do you think Chris took chunks out of his own cheeks? I don't know what they're talking about. Well, and then the professor answers the largest iPhone I've ever seen. It's almost like he's taking a phone call on a tablet, and that's pretty funny. I honestly thought that that man had to be, like four foot eight but they had shot him like he was six two the whole movie because that phone looked comically large in his hand enormous anyway uh he's like he won't tell us anything and then we cut to the hallway where the kid is sitting but he has no eyes and then back into the room chris just fucking attacks everybody we have no idea why he stabs the interpreter in the neck with the investigator's pen yeah yeah and then he runs off meanwhile back in the village the innkeeper lady lights a candle 
for that photo of the little boys, including Saita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saita, the, the one who Chris was seeing. And it just says second grade 1966. But it's just like the shining shot where it zooms in on a photo and it's right. Jack Nicholson, right? But it's just, it's the kid from before. Yeah. We're like, oh, that's when he died, right? Because he looks the same. Yeah, we got it. You told us he was a ghost like 10 seconds ago. A million times, yeah. I know. Like, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we cut to a really cool shot of the temple in the daytime, which is one of those things where you're yes. like, God, such good cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we cut to the mines where Kate is still crying and we hear like a sniff. So I'm assuming she got eaten by the creature. And then, Mikey, you said there's a post credit scene? I'm an idiot. Roku just started the movie over. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> and and that's, that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie and we talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Temple? I thought it set up what could have been a really cool movie. I would say act one and two, great. Act three, falls apart. Well, and act three makes me hate act one and two because they set up so much stuff and then don't finish it. And I guess they expect me to not have already known that Chris was the guy in the wheelchair, even though that's pretty clear, and that the kid was dead. Because at the end of the movie, they treat both of those reveals like you're learning about Tyler Durden for the first time. It's not that big of a reveal like we already know. You know So like I just felt Very disappointed By the movie I was very disappointed The next little bit Of the movie Should be them Trying to find out Where Chris is going And that's stumbling Upon like Why this is all happening And then You have the ticking clock Of Right Is Kate still alive Or not And can we save her Right Right There's like 20 minutes Left of this movie That I think Could save it But they just Didn't continue The story at all Right I mean Yeah I I think it's Beautifully shot I I think it sets up a lot of things and it doesn't stick to landing and it had a killer trailer. Yeah. So uh, I get why we watched it. <laughs> I think it's a fun watch. I had fun watching it this time because I knew everything and I was like, we're going to have fun talking about this. So I was yeah. looking forward to the episode. Mm-hmm. I've had fun talking about other things while talking about this episode. Like, would you fuck a fox lady? And I think the answer was yes. Because when Mikey said Star Fox, he had a twinkle in his eye. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's Toad. That sounds more like the guy from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Paige. Well, do you have any fun facts for us? I have two. Well, here it is with those fun facts. Those two fun fun facts. facts. Uh, number one, the special effects artist, Atsuko Egawa, was one of the artists behind the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in the original Ghostbusters. No shit. That's cool. Okay. And he did good work on the film. Yeah, he did. And uh, this was filmed in 16 days. Okay. And that's number two, I'd imagine. That's it. $3.2 million in 16 days. Yeah. Which, honestly, I would buy this was shot in 16 days based upon the outcome of the movie, right? The way it turned out. Right. I think if you had spent 30 days, it would have been way better. Because you could have flushed out some more of the story. Yeah, probably. But, I mean, that all comes before you even shoot it. So if you don't have that before you shoot it, it it don't matter how much time you got. Yeah. Well, Paige, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a wee bit about box office. But, again, this didn't get an international release. Uh, The only thing I have on this is the budget. Uh, And that budget was $3.4 million, which I, I, again, think is a lot for this movie. It did get a um, domestic DVD release and it made $11,000 on that. But um, it probably has made a good amount of money on like 
streaming sites and stuff like that. But it definitely didn't make money in the box office because it wasn't a box office released movie. So, Mikey, do you want to hit us with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale listeners is how scary we found the film when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Page. I'm going to give this a two because the first two acts did have some scary points here and there that if they had paid off better this would have been really scary but it just doesn't pay off yeah i'm gonna give it a one but but largely because it builds up stuff that should scare me but never comes back and scares me with it yeah which i think made this movie super watchable like i'm not mad at that but it wasn't as scary as i thought it was gonna be when i started it right i We'll also give it a two. Wow. You guys both rated it higher than me. Some of the jump scares got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's our scary scale. All right. Well, this week, Mikey, you made us watch Temple. Paige, it's your dealer's choice pick. So what are you going to pick for your movie this month? Now, I was torn between two films because a few months back, we did a thread in the Facebook group of movies that we thought would scare me. Okay. And two seemed to come up a lot. One of them was Lake Mungo, and the other was what I am picking for this week, which is called The Dark and the Wicked, which came out in 2020. Um, So it didn't get a theatrical release because of COVID. Yeah. Ooh, it's got good cover art. Yeah, I saw the trailer and that trailer fucking scared me shitless. So I am actually very excited. It's going to be scary. It's only 95 minutes, so it could be a good, tight, scary little movie. I mean... There are a lot of 95 minute movies that scare the shit out of me, Paige. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that also means that for a listener request, if you want to pick Lake Mungo, it is up for debate if you want to do that. It's literally dealer's choice. You can pick anything you want. It's literally dealer's choice. You can pick whatever you want. But that is uh, where my brain was at. So we're going with The Dark and the Wicked. All right. So your homework for next week is to watch The Dark and the Wicked and then report back for that episode. Mm-hmm. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I'm looking one up now. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review right on the podcast. And that's to leave us a five-star text review. And we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going to read... I'm going to do BG45. Well, what does BG45 have to say? My favorite podcast. Oh, well, that's very kind. Horror Virgin is one of those special podcasts where the her- the hosts all work well together and you can tell are having fun as they record. That's true, that's true, that's true. We do have a lot of fun. Paige, Mikey, and Todd will expand your horror selection through finding things you've never heard of while hitting all of your old and contemporary top horror movies. Someone actually, I, I did a post about this movie that we were doing it and they were like, this is one of the reasons I love your podcast because... These are movies I would never have seen had you not done them, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, Mm -hmm. we do some out there movies. And you feel like in the beginning, for the first couple years, it was like we wanted to pick stuff that people would want to listen to. I do feel like a little empowered lately to kind of sometimes once every three or four months to pick one of my movies out of the... I'm like, no one will listen to this episode. And all of the least listened episodes have been those picks that I've picked. So you're welcome, 14 people. <laughs> that is true. Well, Deep Star 6 is the the famously least listened to episode. But that episode's one of my favorites. It's hilarious. Anyway. <laughs> I love tanks on the ocean floor. Man, I know. People are missing out on that one. It's, a, it's crazy. Thanks to all three for their work helping me through a rough time. Oh. Uh, also, sort of related, but they need Patreon goal for the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter. Todd got a <laughs> hilarious discussion going in the Meg about one. Uh, a tiny one he went to, but these yes. are the biggest creation attractions in the world, and they are in Kentucky, a short drive from Mikey and Todd. Yeah, I have heard of this. The Oh My God Screaming bonus episode would be almost as good as Ark Encounter, the Noah's Ark attraction, 
suing their insurance company for flood damage for another another year. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. Mikey, I'd do that. I'd go to the Creation Museum with you. Hell yeah, I would totally do that. We'd have to be able to film it. We'd have to figure out a way to film it, but I would totally do that. Uh, but BG45, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box, so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode's brought to you by Tia, and Tia has a teenager that's just, like, driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She just keeps posting videos of spiders, and it's all filler. Yeah, it's like there's no context for this spider, Tia's teenager. Why did you post it? Rude. Anyway. I love how hard we came at Todd for that, and uh, favorite part of the episode. My favorite part was where you were, uh, we, where we were talking about the fox lady fucking. That was hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> um, but thank you so much for the support to you. We appreciate it. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to steal your screens and make you watch this video he sent me. So I'm going to do that right now as we watch a YouTube video called We Didn't Start This Website, which I'd imagine is going to be a parody on We Didn't Start the Fire with some lyrics about a website. I was right. Also, this song slaps. I don't mind listening to it. Yeah. And it's like, it's Billy Joel. So it's like gibberish anyway. Yeah. So like, you're not listening to We Didn't Start the Fire because you want to sing along, right? I mean, maybe. I mean, if you're that kind of karaoke person, which... I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised I don't know it word for word because of that, because I'm that karaoke person. <laughs> but I mean, it, the song does slap. And Jonathan, thank you so much for making us watch We Didn't Start This Website and for your amazing support. We now return you to another episode of uh, The, the Patreonicals. Okay, they all ran off to the woods, I think, last time. They did. I love that Mikey, every week when we tee this up, always looks like 
he forgot he has to do this. You know, the magic of this is that it's all on the spot. All on the spot. Yeah. It's really the magic dust. Okay, so in the woods. Mikey, you should make one of them find and fuck a fox lady. <laughs> oh my god. It is sort of a fairy tale thing, right? They come to a river and everybody's on horseback or whatever, except for Dreskel. He's in his Iron Man suit, so he lands on the other side. Naturally. Uh, yeah. Vixen Avery comes out. She's like, You found me. Blah, blah, blah. Wait, so she was just hiding in the woods? She wasn't like being like held in the woods in some sort of captive confinement? That's exactly what James Avery the Knight said. James Avery the Knight said. <laughs> and then Sunzi the Tin Man was like, no, I'm sure it's fine. And then the sword on his side, Sex Caliber, was like, you're a fucking dumbass, bro. This feels like a trap. Yeah, she it feels like a trap. Hiding. Yeah. Yeah. This is obviously, this is a trap. Everybody, this is a trap. And then Madeline the Jester cartwheels over to Libby, the mun the, the queen of the fairy tale lamb. And she's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. So she, <laughs> and the queen's like, you're absolutely right. So the the cartwheel, the queen rides off. Uh, <laughs> but what we we were looking for Karuna and Natasha's children. All nineteen of them. Or yeah, nineteen children. Yeah, and then they're like, "Where are they?" And then West Hampton was like, "Look, if this is a trap, I do think I'm gonna like step out for a minute." Allie the mermaid jumps into the river to look under the water. And uh, Boise, the Florida man who can conjure a jet ski out of nowhere, is jet skiing around on the river. I didn't realize that that was his superpower, but that feels very appropriate for for a Florida man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. His jet ski just has a salt life sticker on the side. Like, that's the yeah. vibe, you know? <laughs> and there's, there's so much fog that uh, Isaac is like, Mr. Ragebomb, shoot all the fireworks and get the fog out of here. And so he shoots fireworks out, and the, the smoke clears, and there's three giant bears, and one's you know one's a little bit bigger than the other. Oh no! Uh, and Vixen Avery's like, I'm act. My real name is Goldilocks. <gasps> what? You're not getting these children. Oh and my god! So the god. bears attack, and then uh, you know Kate uses her psychic powers to go over to Vixen Avery and traps her. And was like, where are the children? And Grim uh, <laughs> the Good Witch. She goes all the sound of freedom on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a reference to a movie I'll never see. <laughs> well, there's some controversy. Aaron, who's the good <laughs> witch, she disappears as a bear uh, pounces upon her. Uh, the Iron Man suit's firing lasers and shit, but the the bears are just like real fast. Jeremy, with those lasers eyes, he la he lasers the shit out of baby bear and just murders the fuck out of it. But okay. he's run out of his laser strength, so he passes out. James Airy pulls into Jay's pack and pulls out. A thing of honey and throws it on the ground and, and the bears come running to it and uh they eat it and it was poison honey, so they die and they've captured Fixin Avery and that's the end of the episode. All right. Well I guess I'll have to find out what happens now that Vixen Avery slash Goldilocks is back in captivity on another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. That's gonna be it for us, you guys on Paige. Oh my and I'm your horror virgin Todd. Keep it ookie spooky. Have a great week. Yeah. Bye.